0: Morning golfers, welcome to On Par with Anthony Scorsia. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Saturday morning, June fifth, two thousand twenty-one. Really excited to talk to Ariana Pesce, who is the uh, Long Island territory manager for Finch Turf, uh, who was recently um, featured on an article online, GCM uh, article, which is the Golf Course Management Magazine, uh, the official publication for the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America. So. Um, They had done a feature on uh, five women in the industry. And so uh, really lucky to to grab her and and happy to talk to her um, on the show this morning. So looking forward to that. And one of the things I like about Ariana is that um, although there's not a lot of women in the the field, uh, although it is growing, uh, she tends to focus on the things, on the positives. It's not all about... Uh, the struggle of being a woman in a male industry. She's also she has a very uh, positive outlook and 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 really likes to focus on the uh, the value that women can bring to a a, a male-dominated field. And, and not only that, but also the idea of. Um, which I think is the most healthy thing is the idea is that maybe we don't need to talk about whether it's a, a man or a woman, and that's just at that a colleague in the field. Um, some sometimes we, as a society, get caught up in um, uh, gender, and 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 that seems to sometimes be in the way, or and when it doesn't have to be really a category regarding. Uh, certain things so if you're a colleague in the industry you're a colleague in the industry um, really shouldn't matter so and that's the one thing I think I really appreciate most about Ariana is that that sort of um, positive outlook and and so I'm looking forward to talking to her but we got to take a short break you're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorsier <laughs>
1: golf since 1979 pete's golf has been practicing the art of club fitting and has been selected as a top 100 club fitter by golf digest magazine at pete's golf we use the best technology available to create an exceptional fitting experience for every customer that walks into our store visit pete's or call 516-248-6891 that's 516-248-6891 and get your next set of clubs fit for you Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it, Jack Nicholas agrees.
0: If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent.
1: A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. Hey everyone, this is Chris Foschel with Mizuno.
0: There's no better feeling than having your clubs perfectly dialed in, and with over 2,000 authorized performance fitting partners nationwide, it couldn't be any easier to get custom fit using Mizuno's revolutionary Shaft Optimizer 3D. Find the right shaft and match it with any of our legendary grain flow forgings or our award-winning hot metal irons featuring high-strength chromali. Visit MizunoGolf.com to find the nearest authorized fitter in your area, and remember, nothing feels like a Mizuno. All right, and we're back. Pleased to be joined by Ariana Pesci, like Joe Pesci, territory manager uh, for Finch Turf. Ariana, thank you for joining the program today.
1: Thank you so so much for having me, Anthony. I really appreciate you taking the time to ask me, and I'm excited to talk to you today.
0: Yeah, no, I, um, you know, we've been we've been talking, uh, you know, recently, and and um, i have been looking forward to talking to you, and then your this nice article came out, um, and which yeah, was awesome.
1: My- Five minutes of fame, I guess. Um, I keep getting texts and people are actually enjoying it. So that's a good sign, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, definitely. I think, you know, this is something that I think has been coming for a long time. I think there's been more and more, um, you know, women in turf sort of taking the forefront, I think, of your industry. And I think it's important because I think um, whether it's in the on, the on the green side or on the equipment side, uh, I think, you know, women need to feel like uh, they're not only, well, they are part of something but I think they feel, need to feel supported and I think this article uh, this online article um, by GCSA A, excuse me, the Golf Course Superintendent's Association of America and, and it was just nice that they um, included you guys and, and I, like I said, I think the support part of it is an important piece to what you guys do and, and feeling supported in the industry.
1: Yeah, so um, GCM and um, John Deere actually wanted to put this together because they wanted to speak with, you know, five women in the industry, you know, kind of all throughout the industry. And honestly, equipment salespeople and any really any woman salesperson and really hasn't been asked to speak about their career in turf. So it was actually pretty cool that they asked me be a part of that article you know because usually it is just superintendents or assistant superintendents and we're a big part as well you know a big part of the industry as well because we are you know we hit the ground running just as much as the men do you know I have a lot of friends that are in um fertilizer sales and in you know different chemical sales and it's not a very easy field for us as saleswomen because it is a male-dominated industry um and just as much, just as much so as it isn't isn't very easy for maybe a female superintendent. So I was very happy to kind of give my insight and in maybe a different perspective of you know my experience and how I every day have to deal with different things maybe than a superintendent does because again I'm not really managing a team of men. I have to deal with men, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a different you know a different vibe. So. It's, um, it was really cool that they asked me, I was very proud, um, to represent and I'm sure I, you I'm really hopeful that they do talk to more women. And again, I, you know, in my article, I did mention, you know, I hope it's not always going to be about my struggles, about women's struggles in the industry. I would love it to be more what the guys get to talk about, you know, where did you, you know, where did you find the love for this industry? How did you get into it and, and maybe more of a professional, um, not really a professional type of article. I mean, this is a very professional article. It's more of, uh, you know, less our struggles, more of our, you know, accomplishments in the industry. So hopefully, you know, we keep moving in the forward direction.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that's an important part. I think sometimes um, the, it's the wrong end of the story, as you said. It's not right. all about a struggle. It's about what you, the value you add to the industry. But before we get to that, how did you come into this uh, field? Obviously, um, there's not a lot of women in the field, although it is a growing field uh, on the green side and the equipment side. How did you get started?
1: Well, um, I actually went to school for opera, which is hilarious, but now I'm selling um, John Deere equipment. (laughs) (laughs) So anybody that I went to, High school and college with I tell them what I did, do now and they actually crack up laughing. Right. Like seriously, <laughs> um, you drive <laughs> a giant truck and a trailer. It's, it's quite funny. You yeah. know, you were running around with, um, you know, pretending you were an old lady in a in a consulate, and now you're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now you're selling equipment. So, um, no, it's kind of funny how it happened. I worked for a um, computer software company for about ten years, um, sales and marketing, and I wanted more flexibility. I was um, having a family at the time and i um, a young baby and I wanted to have one day off with the baby. And, and I actually answered an ad and I worked for La for about, you know, oh my God, six or seven years before Finch took over and they brought me on with them. So I'm very happy they did. It's a great family business. Well, not family run business, not a family business. We're mm-hmm. quite large. We're from Maine to Maryland and, they're a great family to work for. They're very family oriented, and um, it's cool. You know, I started out again with the marketing end of it, and then I took on the Long Island sales rep. So, kind of a crazy ride, yeah. <laughs> for sure.
0: What, at what point did you decide that this was going to be that you really sort of felt it click?
1: Well, um, as um, I think a lot of people know that know me from. From the industry i've been you know again this is my 11th year with john deere and and finch and Lacourt, you know in um, combined and you know throughout my career i've been really good at speaking to people and following up that was a big strength of mine Mm -hmm. and when it came about that there was an opening they really thought that i would do better in a face-to-face sales because i do so well or i did so well face-to-face at shows and at different events and representing the company, and you know, I made a lot of friends in Long Island. There's a lot of great um, superintendents in Long Island, and I was very excited to take it on. I mean, I really, you know, I I love the equipment, I love the company, and I want to represent it. And when they asked me, I jumped on it because I, I just loved that. It was a, definitely a forward lateral move for me, mm-hmm. um, and you know, in eventually, you know, you if you want to do any type of management you would want to be able to sell it first sure so again you know again i don't know what my career is going to where it's going to go but you know you always want to kind of keep moving up and that was definitely a good move for me and i'm excited about it so this is my second year um my first year was during covid so that was super fun (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't imagine
0: what that was like because we all know, obviously, the effects that COVID had on the industry, particularly the golf industry, yeah. which is sort of an interesting um, little riddle. I mean, at the at the time where things, um, golf seems to be taking off at a time where at, at the same time, uh, things were hard to get uh, and equipment was going to be a problem and whatnot. So what was it like for you guys? It's
1: actually kind of funny because the industry took off. Everyone played a very, um, you know, big waiting game. And I think this goes across the board with sales. They played a waiting game with sales last year, whether it was equipment or maybe fertilizer or different chemicals or what have you, or different projects. And because of the boom of of, um, the golf last year, I mean, mean, everybody was playing golf. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know whether it was because they were all working from home and they wanted to get the heck out of the house for nine hours. I had no idea, but I mean, everyone was playing golf last year and everyone saw their um, courses just, um, you know, go crazy. So um, with that said, I think everyone waited on their projects last year and, and it was very difficult to, you know, be respectful and not be in their faces. And I think that was the best lesson I learned, you know, just as a new sales rep is Mm -hmm. the appointment portion of it. I mean, because of COVID, I made appointments and I actually continued that on because I did find that I think the superintendents, um, you know, appreciate when you give them a heads up on going and, and, you know, that you just don't stop by. And that was kind of a trending thing for reps in my field. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I learned that lesson because I do think it makes a difference because I would prefer not to stop by and, and actually do have a, you know, have an hour with a, with a superintendent first you know, maybe stopping by and they're hiding from me because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they don't have the time. Yeah. Well, you know what happens, you know, they're very busy men and, yeah. and women and they don't, you know, um, things come up, you know, they have sure. DMs that sometimes just want a meeting at one o'clock and they're, you know, in their memberships and, and it gets a little crazy and, or, you know, something as simple as a, you know, a leak in, in their irrigation, you know, you have right. to be respectful of their time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, And they're respectful of my time as well, so I did appreciate um, learning that portion and making those appointments. So I kept that on, but this year I think the biggest issue is availability, and and this goes across the board. I mean, we can't even get chlorine for my pool; like it's it's insane how long the turnaround time is for equipment right now. And you know, even if it's little pieces, cogs that build, you know, one of my pieces of equipment that I have to sell. So it's big become like a big hurdle this year i mean i have guys that are jumping and want and want tractors or they want pieces of equipment they want you know fairway mowers and i have to tell them they're not going to be in until september yeah and that's insane (laughs) you know because no the the season's over you know so what am i supposed to do there you know yeah no and like you said the supply chain has
0: been crazy and I, I was talking yeah. to the Mizuno rep, a uh, Mizuno engineer, last week, and he was telling me about how um, they couldn't get the. Um, it's not just getting like a golf shaft made, but you have they most of their golf shafts are chromed in a car manufacturing right. mm-hmm. uh, plant and so if they're not up and running because they're not making cars and then, then they're not going to get the shafts chromed which it has to be very specific uh can't be more than like a gram or whatever it is so um you know it's more than you know the pieces to the puzzle are just as hard to get forget about the puzzle right. itself right
1: exactly and the same thing with me I, I mean i had an order for pro gators last year and they were back ordered and i was i called john deere and we were wondering why it was taking so long and it was the plastic on the canopy of the, of the, the machine itself. And we were like, okay, we'll ship it without that plastic because that's not necessary for the progator move. So let's go. So it was just little things like that. And we're yeah. finding that that's happening. Luckily it's starting to get a little bit better. Um, and uh, you know, honestly I have to say all of our customers have been as understanding as they possibly can be. Sure. Um, it just thinks because for me, you know, this is my demo time, you know, from, um, uh, pretty much the end of spring, in the summer, into the fall, and a lot of guys want to see things from me. Maybe they didn't have to see it before, and I can't show them things mm-hmm. half the time. You know, I have um, one, you know, a, a good example. I have a roller that um, one of my customers is interested in, and I had to call him today, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't get it to you until August. And that's just him looking at it to buy it. Right. So I think a lot. I think all of us in the sales field is going to just see pushback, and I think that's going to be the hurdle for twenty twenty one. And hopefully, everyone's patient because I think it's just and and honestly, I think they're seeing it from everybody. So I think everyone's being more patient, but it's hard because these guys again, they need to do their jobs. Their jobs are specific to a season, mm-hmm. and you want to be able to provide them a service. And for me, especially, I am. Crazy, and if I can't provide that service, I get a little anxious. So sure. hopefully, no. um, yeah, I get, You know, it's just you want to do your job well, and yeah, so when of you don't course. see, you know, when you can't, and we have to tell people no, or I can't get that to you. That's very hard for you know for a salesperson. Right, so and for someone who's that's new in my the biggest p- problem. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for someone
0: who's new in the field and 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 new in the or at this position um, you know, right. there's already a little bit of a natural anxiety and, and, um, and it, because you want it, like you said, you want to do your job. You also want to establish yourself. You're also a woman right. in a, in a field that's not well, it's predominantly men. And so not that yeah. that's, you know, who, you know, that doesn't define everything, but it's still another, uh, added piece of stress that goes in a, in a very stressful yeah. time.
1: Right. And so sometimes I, you know, I like to say to myself, okay, it's, these are not hurdles. These are ladders. <laughs> you know, you have to yeah. kind just climb and climb and climb and really try to get through it as best you can. And, and the, my biggest thing that I like to provide to my customers is trust. So mm-hmm. I, from day one conversation one, I am never going to be saying to somebody something that's not true. So if it's, and that's how I'm hopefully going to establish myself in the field, um, because I do think that reliability is huge, especially in sales. So, um, as much as I can, I tell people ETA, even if they don't want to hear it <laughs> and I yep. tell people they need to order something now if they want it in December, <laughs> Yeah. you know, I have a couple guys that are like, Oh, wait, oh, what, oh, what is, what's going to happen? You're going to order it in December. It's going to be here in next June, you know? So it's, right. it's, it's really going to have to be a compromise where these guys need and gals need to, um, realize that they have to plan a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, especially with the availability being a little difficult. So we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, (laughs) I just need my golf game to get better because it's absolutely horrendous and (laughs) apparently I have to play golf. What is? (laughs) Well, what are you having
0: trouble with, just out of curiosity?
1: Uh, Every single thing. (laughs) Um, every single thing that involves uh, playing golf.
0: <laughs> All right, well, welcome so, to the club. Yeah, so I that's, mean, basically, yeah. that's basically. and l- listen, I've played in a lot of those outings. I mean, come on, it, it, I, I've uh-huh. seen, I've seen a fair share of uh, a wide range of games. So don't, I'm sure it's yeah, not that bad. I mean, bad.
1: I'm not that okay. So the guys are like listen, it's going to be, it's going to be fine, just play, and then, you know, I just, I did my first outing at Village of Sands Point with LIDCSA, yep. shout yep. out, um, they, um, Love them. And I, you know, I, I, I was great, so, um, I went out, and, uh, I played, you know, Village of Sands Point, and I wasn't that bad, because it was a scramble, so I, I just think that they should just do a scramble the entire <laughs> the rest <of> the time, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, but I mean, well, it's just, you know. I think it's interesting, I mean, just to just go up on a we don't have a lot of time, but just on a quick tangent, yeah, but fine. The, the idea that as a woman, you feel a little um, like you're a little worried about your game. But yet I, I play with, you know, tons of men who are absolutely horrible and no one's ever really and they don't seem to be worried <laughs> about hope. it. Right. And so, uh, you know, right. it's just an interesting dynamic and a different perspective. Um, you know, well,
1: I, I did, um, I did, you know, hitting from the woman's teeth was helpful in, yeah. a, in a scramble. So that was cool. And then, um, they used me as a, um, I guess they, I don't know how to say it in, in the golf terminology, but they would make me, make me putt first.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Also, um, they basically like were, kind of like they suicide. wanted you. So yeah. you would
0: give them the read or whatever the case may be. They
1: use me to see the read of 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 you know. Of the <laughs> they're team. not so using; I, they're
0: utilizing, utilizing. They you.
1: were using. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but actually, I I uh, got a couple putts, so I, we birdied a couple holes. So nice. I did my job. I did my job as the teammate, Good. and I'm just going to say it right now: LADCSA should just have scrambles from now on. I'm going to put it on record. And um, that's it. (laughs) I know some
0: people over there. I will, uh, I will pass. I would forward forward your uh, your concerns and your your advice. Yes, I will um,
1: write an official letter if they like it. I'll put it right in writing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Out of curiosity, is like we, you know, we were talking about earlier. It's not, you know, it's not all about just because you're a woman and and in that field. Mm -hmm. But I'm just curious if there is are there lines of communication amongst. The women in the field and particularly what you do so that you guys can, um, touch base with each other and sort of troubleshoot or, or share concerns, comments, and, and as a way of supporting each other?
1: Well, um, I think I mentioned in, um, my article, my interview that it was very important to find your peers, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it was men or women, people that support you, people that Um, you could ask questions too, whether you're, you know, a salesperson or even a superintendent and not to, you know, not to be pigheaded in that sense, Mm -hmm. like not, not think that you're better or, or that you don't need advice because everyone needs advice, whether you're the top executive, everyone needs advice. You really do need to find your peers and find people that you trust. And yes, we do um, speak to each other. I know a bunch of women in turf that Um, You know, they actually have, I think, I forget who it is that does the, um, they do the Woman in Turf Day um, conference, and they do a couple events at, you know, at the GIS. And I've been to those, and it's great to see your friends and see people that you could just chit chat with and be yourself. Not that I'm not myself. Trust me, everyone knows that there's no fake Ariana at any time. So um, (laughs) there really isn't. So it's, but it is nice to to hang out with other women that kind of get it and Mm -hmm. and talk to them. And I've had, you know, I have a bunch of friends. I have my friend Taylor, my friend Amanda, Leisha is one of my friends. um, Just to name a, a few girls that, you know, I could send them a quick DM or send them a quick text if something's bothering me and and I need advice. And and that's very important. And even men, there's a bunch of men that I friends in the industry that I could just be like, hey, what do I do about this? Uh, how would you handle this sure and and it's important to have that support system and i said in my article as well we do have a great support system everyone is willing to help you um they're all willing to help each other you know i go to everyone's golf course and they ask me how the guy next door is doing and how you know what do you think do you think they'll take a phone call you know to help him out because he's having the same problem with his with disease that he you know Sure. And different sand problems or what have you because they're on the same um, topography on that side of the island. You know, you you do find that they wanna help each other and they yep. wanna see each other succeed because in the end everyone that succeeds the golf game gets better, people play and then we're doing great. Yep. And everyone does great. So it's very important. We don't like to see golf courses close. We don't like to see you know, people not play other guys' golf courses, other go- guys' golf courses. So, it is cool to see that family um, dynamic within the industry.
0: That's one of my so. favorite things. Um, the Long Island Golf Course Superintendent Association is one of, is one of my sponsors, and um, they. It's been the best thing um, since they've they've come on. And one of the things I love about it is exactly that uh, they're the coolest group of guys um that i've ever you know that i've come in, in contact with uh just from that standpoint they're always willing to help uh i can see the way they talk to each other there's they're in it together and and not in like an us versus them type of mentality but just a a really helpful um and friendly and family type of uh, group of of professionals
1: yeah and i definitely agree with that 100 percent.
0: you know um, we only have a couple of minutes left, but I wanted to I know that uh you do share as I do a little bit of a love of cooking. I want to know Oh my uh, god, yeah. What do you enjoy more? Um selling equipment or cooking?
1: Well, when I make money selling equipment, I probably <laughs> enjoy that more. So <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. What's your
0: favorite favorite dish to make? Mine's chicken. Oh, mine my, is uh chicken you, cutlets. Go ahead.
1: Chicken parm or chicken cutlets?
0: I love making, well, either one, but I like making chicken cutlets in general. I uh, love. Chicken
1: cutlets in general, but, you know, you're Italian, and I'm going to call you phone. No, you no. Them, kill me. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't want to get a,
0: a message from my mom. It's Anthony. It's, it's not Anthony, ton, It's exactly. Anthony, exactly. Yeah, hey, what do you got? What do you got?
1: So basically, well, chicken parm is, is my son's favorite. If I had to make that every single day, he would be obsessed because I make my own sauce gravy if you're uh, italian yes gravy 100 so i make my own sauce on I sunday i was gonna correct I,
0: you i was gonna correct you but i, I knew you'd do yeah you up. should correct me i <laughs> would
1: i would you know my grandmother would call me on the phone so um i make the gravy on sunday with the meatballs all yeah. that and then i put it in the um you know for the week i have sauce in the refrigerator i make sauce for them like once or twice a week if they want that but yeah. so I, I usually make some chicken parm but my best dish is marsala and i made that tonight and nice. whole family eats. It. It's great.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And I I have a couple of sauces actually. I, there's uh, my sister came up with. My mom has a long sauce, and then we also have a, a family short sauce. So it doesn't take as long to make, and it's a little different. That's but. hilarious.
1: Yeah, I have the same thing. I have the you know the all day yeah. meat sauce. Yeah. And, and then I have the uh, quick marinara sauce. Exactly. On the weekdays, but exactly. I can't make. You know, that one just takes a half hour versus. 17
0: hours exactly so <laughs> exactly you got to have both yeah, i mean you got to have you got to have both. you, you got to have the whole have repertoire the exactly exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> well Ariana... if ask me you cook anything else though other than italian i probably
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't really cook anything else unless it's i mean other than a recipe i mean then i could do that right but, right
1: um... I, don't, I don't i don't go into other genres of, of cooking it's mostly <laughs> italian cooking
0: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You gotta, you gotta stick with no, what you know best, and obviously that's the uh, equipment and and in the kitchen. I mean that's, I mean, I yeah, love it. That's,
1: yes. One pot scallopinis are my are my specialty. The one sauce with the chicken. That's I could throw that together in a half an hour. I'm good to go. Nice. So. Well, Ariana,
0: I'm not only hungry, but I also got to go. We're uh, just up against it. But um, I really uh, I really appreciate you coming on the program. I'd like to have you on again in the future uh, as things um, for you evolve and, and progress. And, and just to, as a way of keeping up on uh, and following up, because I think it's important that we, we stay connected. And, and I'd love to hear as your journey um, continues, I'd like to hear more about it.
1: Well, I would love that. I really would. And I really appreciate the opportunity. And again, I would love to chat again. It would be great. And um, I could give you more sauce recipes. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. That, that sounds like a plan. That was Ariana Pesci, the Long Island Territory Manager for Finch Turf. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to her. Really enjoyed our conversation. Looking forward to talking to her uh, down the road. Uh, that's it, folks. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorsia.